Hey friends, Andy Jenkins here with the Tribe Talk Podcast. I'm at the offices of Transformation Ministries in Birmingham, Alabama, where we do three things. And I really think the team here does them really well. Number one, individual and family counseling. We've talked about that on other episodes of the podcast. Number two, there is the Transformation School of Ministry that equips people in the body of Christ in order to empower them to go back and serve in ministry in their local church or even in the marketplace to where you can take the presence and power of Jesus with you everywhere you go. And number three, we do issue-focused prayer ministry. Now, that third one has a lot of different facets in it. And you've heard from my friend Patty Grace. that That's her real name. It sounds like... She's in here. She's smiling because it, it it sounds like a show name. <laughs> well, you like all these Hollywood actresses and actors. They change their name. Right, right. Like well, they're, I, they're really I did change whoever. my name. There was there was uh, a marriage that uh, made that name change happen. So uh, it's legitimate. That's your legit name, though. Right. Like so, um, issue focused prayer ministry. That's one of the things you lead here. Right. And. In another episode, we talked about your story and the idea that issue-focused prayer ministry. I'll, I'll put a link to the previous episode down below. You can go back and get that. If you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to visit that right now. Um, maybe after you finish this one, you can take home in either order. But issue-focused prayer ministry, you said there's four foundations to that. Right. Okay, the first one was Sins of the Father. That's our propensity to do the wrong things that our parents did. We want to break that line and just start something new. Number two, you said, was ungodly beliefs. Every day we practically live out what we think uh, about God and how we think God sees us. So we want to make sure that our mindset is aligned with biblical principles. Right. And then you you said at the, at the end of that episode where we were talking about your story, you said there's a third and there's a fourth. Right. The third was soul, spirit, hurts. Right. Or, or we want to kind of transform that into soul, spirit, healing. Exactly. And then the fourth was deliverance. Right. Okay. So let's talk about number three and number four. We talked about number one and number two in the previous episode that I've linked below. Right. Three and All right, four. So soul, spirit, hurt part of the ministry a lot of times ends up being very much directly related to the issue that they put on their personal questionnaire, their PQ, when they filled it out to begin with. Or sometimes the Holy Spirit will take them to a hurt in their past that he just wants to heal that day. And the way that looks in a ministry session is we just invite the Holy Spirit to take them to a memory that he wants to heal related to that issue or not and so we are quiet and we wait for the ministry receiver just to see what the holy spirit reveals Uh, we encourage them to keep their eyes closed just so they can really uh, you know get before the lord about what he might want to reveal we ask them to kind of turn off their thinker you know because a lot of times people can be kind of in their head and they're going to think up what god wants to heal but Really, when they pray, and we pray before that particular part of the session, uh, just to invite the Holy Spirit to take them to that memory. And it's really a very precious, precious time where they will be brought to a memory that the Lord wants to heal, a hurtful memory, typically. And uh, that's really the purpose behind it, is to heal a memory. 
And so we will walk them through that ministry. I'll be asking them questions and that kind of thing during the ministry time and that particular part of the ministry time just to really have them get into that memory. Um, they'll end up giving those hurts to the Lord. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll say, do you sense Jesus in that memory? And much of the time, kind of unfortunately, they don't. You know, either they're too young, they don't really have that personal relationship exactly yet or that kind of thing. Or maybe it's just such a wound that they really don't sense, you know, the Lord in that memory. So we'll ask the Lord to come into that memory. And that's usually my favorite part because a lot of times they'll tear up and begin to cry because they really do sense Jesus coming into that memory. They can, in their mind's eye and their heart, heart's eye, if you can have that, um, they really sense Jesus coming into that memory. And we'll just wait, particularly if they're moved emotionally and they're crying and that kind of thing, because, you know, Jesus's presence, even in our own mind, can be so powerful. It's very overwhelming. So we just allow them to be in his presence for a while. And then I may start asking questions, you know, like, what's he doing and that kind of thing. And sometimes if it's an early wound, you know, childhood, well, he's, you know, he's got me in his lap or, or whatever it is. You know, the Holy Spirit and Jesus can do just whatever he wants to do. And we ask them to give that hurt, all those hurts, all those emotions that they've maybe described during the hurtful part of the memory to Jesus and ask Jesus to heal their heart. And he does. And um, much of the time we'll even ask them, do they want to have Jesus take them to see the Father? And, and they will. It's amazing. It's just powerful to see what takes place during that ministry time. And then at the very end of all of that, where he's healed their heart, we will take them back to the beginning of the memory. And we'll say, well, let's, let's go back to that, for example, say little girl who was never picked up after school, for example, or what have you. Just left alone. Just left alone. You know, how is that little girl feeling now? And pretty much, you know, 100% of the time, she's fine. She's she's great. She's okay. She feels like everything's going to be okay. Because Jesus, they discovered that they were never alone, that Jesus was always with them. They just didn't sense him there, you know. So what are some of the examples? Uh, I, I know you can't disclose something or and, and certainly wouldn't that was private to someone, but what are, what are some of the examples of the types of past memories where there are hurts? Like you just mentioned a, a kid that's left alone. Well, you know, it's interesting because, as you know, uh, you know, a lot of times the Lord will have you minister in areas where you've received ministry yourself and healing and that kind of thing. So honestly, because I minister to women, I see a lot of sexual abuse. Uh, a lot of times it's something that they maybe have never confessed to anybody or shared with somebody or it's been so hurtful that it's been hard to really bring that up, you know, in the company of other people and that kind of thing. So I see a lot of that. Um, a lot of childhood wounds, you know, all kinds of things from uh, abandonment issues or, you know, uh, maybe even physical punishment and that kind of thing. Um, typically, it seems to go, and that's kind of what you want, is kind of the earlier root of a wound that has caused 
you know, other issues in your life. Uh, so the Lord will take them back, hopefully, to an early memory of some sort that caused shame or fear or whatever it is, you know. So why why would it be important to go back? Like, why does this even matter? Well, does that question make sense? Well, it it does to me because I've heard it so much of the time being associated with Rock Hobbs and the founder of this ministry. He talks yeah. about you know, you just bury it alive and you, it's in your subconscious, it's there and yeah. you're responding to life out of those hurts, whether you fully remember it or not. So we invite the Holy Spirit to go to those places that we've shut away in our past, uh, to bring healing to So it. if you have a past unhealed hurt you're res- in the present, you, you're living- you'll start living out of the grid and the lens exactly. of unprocessed pain of the past. Exactly. So that's exactly Okay, that that makes complete sense. Yeah. So we call this a soul spirit hurt. If we don't heal it, it really becomes like you talked about a kind of this belief expectation flywheel. I think you called it a cycle, belief Correct. expectation cycle. Right. Where does that relate to this? Where you build up stuff in the past and it it just really becomes an expectation of how you set stuff in the future? Sure, sure. It's, it's still part of our belief system in, in some capacity, this, this hurt that we've had. You know, matter of fact, in that part of the ministry, we may hear them share another ungodly belief, you know, as they're telling what's, what they're seeing as they have their eyes closed, just what they're picturing in their mind, a hurtful memory. And they may say something along the lines of, um, you know, important people will never be there for me, you know, whatever. And it's not a lie that we've addressed earlier in the ungodly belief part of the ministry, but we will now address it and and get a godly belief in place of the lie that they've been believing. That's the other part of the piece that I didn't mention, that when you announce a lie in the ungodly belief part of the ministry, you ask God what's the truth he wants you to believe in place of that lie. So in even in the soul spirit hurt part of the ministry, we we might deal with a ungodly belief and get a truth that they can operate out of. So I would envision this like people are walking in, seeing life through one lens, through a lens of past pain, through a lens of past trauma, a lens of past hurt, and during this part of the issue focused ministry, they're getting kind of a new set of glasses to see Absolutely. reality different. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Now that I think about it, so many things in scripture start aligning with this. Like Paul says in the book of first Corinthians, you have the mind of Christ. That word mind, it really is better translated as imagination. You have the imagination, the envision, the way to uh, build these things, your, your way of seeing things. You have that same capacity as Christ even the word repent that Jesus says, repent, the kingdom of God is here. That word repent, so often we equate it with just behavior. It really means to start off by seeing things differently. Now, if you see things differently, you're certainly going to act in a different way. Absolutely. Because the way you envision and believe affects your behavior, but it's it, it finds its root back in how do we even see and understand the life that we're living? And, and you're really with this step of the soul spirit hurt soul spirit healing giving people a way to walk through life in in a new capacity and at a new level 
not living out of what has been, but now living out of what's truly a God-given potential. Right. Well, and you know, like I said, the whole purpose or in part of the ministry is to give them tools to do each each one of these four parts of the ministry on themselves. So, you know, as they go through life, obviously they're going to recognize they have other ungodly beliefs that they need to renounce and get a truth for. Yeah. Um, as well as hurts. I mean, we all have hurts that, I mean, sometimes I, it's just yesterday, you know, I say, Jesus, you know, Will you heal my heart? Will you come into this memory that I have of just a few weeks ago where I was so embarrassed or whatever it was and just show me where you were, you know, in that memory and get some healing for it. So it's staying in relationship with our Lord, you know, very intimately and personally. And um, that's why I love the soul spirit part of the ministry because it is very intimate, it's very personal, and it's very powerful. I mean, you know, when you're kind of in a room and sometimes we literally turn the lights down just so it's a very uh, quiet, personal place. And even though we're there with that person, we seem to really fade into the background. You're just kind of facilitating the environment where the Lord can do what only the Lord can do. Exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. So let's talk about that fourth element of deliverance the issue focused prayer ministry so let's catch me up to speed number one was the sins of the fathers number two was the ungodly beliefs number three we just talked about soul spirit hurts number four deliverance deliverance. well so part of what we do all through those four parts is we is we take back the legal ground that the enemies used in each of those areas of their life and even in the ministry steps it talks about um you know the way the enemy has um, use that particular part of the ministry and, and the demons that were assigned to the person through that, you know, hurtful experience or that lie that they've come to believe or whatever it is, we're taking back legal ground because they've aligned their lives with that ungodly belief or that sin or whatever it is. We're taking back legal ground all through the ministry process that the enemy is used in that person's life to oppress them. And some people don't believe that people can be oppressed by demons. But for me personally, I had received some inner healing for that very hurtful thing that happened when I was 19. Yeah. But I had not received deliverance. I really didn't know that that was an open door, as we call it, in, in the ministry process for the enemy to really kind of oppress me uh, for quite a number of years. It, I was sexually abused. And um, when I went to do mission work in Puerto Rico at 19 um, by a married priest, Episcopal priest, and that kind of thing. And that really did a number on me. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, because, and I think the enemy, because I really felt a call on my life, was trying to Squash that, yeah, yeah kind of early in life. And he, he did a pretty good job. He's going to get you on two angles. I mean, he's <laughs> going to get you at a very intimate right. part of you and your body and your emotions and the soul yes. and everything. That yeah. Can, and spiritually. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was definitely a difficult time. Uh, and I think that, you know, there, there are a lot of fallout with sexual abuse for sure. But that's, I teach that in the school, sexual imprinting and how that can really mess with a person. Because, you know, as we know, 
the sexual act was designed to be a covenant relationship with your marriage partner and that kind of thing. And it's all three parts of who you are, body, soul, and spirit. It's a beautiful thing intended by God. But, you know, when the enemy, and right now, as we know, the whole area of sexuality is so messed up. Oh, we can't even agree on gender. Right. I mean, there's well, you, one of the last things what, I read, so there's it, 57 genders <laughs> yeah, possible. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's what, not so possible. We won't go down that rabbit trail. That's what But said. for me, I did not receive the deliverance piece back yeah. when I had some inner healing, and I believe my healing would have been much more complete if that component had been addressed. Take it to you the next level. Take it to the next level. In part because... You know, when you have that level of intimacy with someone who's not your covenant partner, you really open yourself up to whatever's in their life as well, the demonic influence in their life. So we need to have deliverance, and it can come through any kind of, you know, what we call in the ministry open doors so to the enemy. So what are some of the examples of, because uh, some people are listening and they're thinking, okay, well, that makes sense, you know, some kind of uh, sexual assault would definitely o- open a door of of trauma. Right. What are some of the other open oh, doors that you see? Probably one of the main ones that's so common is abandonment. Uh, you know, maybe there's been uh, a divorce early in a child's family life, you know, where the parents uh, divorce, neglect. Sometimes, you know, maybe the parents are together, but there's a lot of neglect going on. Um, rejection is huge. Uh, that kind of thing. It's certainly addiction. If there's addiction in a family line, you know, that's a huge thing that can impact somebody's life. Um, so there's just, there's a number of things that certainly can, you know, allow for an open door in someone's life to be damaged, you know, by the in- enemy. So there's not there's not just one. It, it, it seems like, it seems like just showing up on the planet and walking through, it's kind of like you walk outside what's raining you're going to get wet you show up on a planet that's fallen that has broken people around it certainly jesus is redeeming it he's restoring all things to himself but we're still kind of in the process of this side of heaven where things are broken you walk through a world that is broken you're going to get scarred by the brokenness around you well it goes all the way back to the garden when when adam and eve sinned and they felt shame and because they felt shame they wanted to hide from God, so they were fearful of what he would think and, you know, about them, so they hid. And they, you know, what a good job of that, like God couldn't find them, right? So, um, and then, you know, they took control by thinking they were going to, you know, avoid him by hiding and that kind of thing. So uh, that shame and that fear and control goes all the way back to the garden as far as, you know, sin in our lives and the way we're oppressed by the enemy. So what else would you say about this? Because I I know when you start bringing up the word deliverance and oppression, or you mentioned the word demonic, instantly, you know, people can um, can kind of flip out, you know, based on just what what they've seen. So, you know, certainly what I'm trying to do is put my life experience in as an example of what I know made a difference for me personally, you know, for having something that was very traumatic and very life-changing, like I said, and knowing that I needed some healing, inner healing from that event. And 
getting some degree. I mean, I do think the Lord always works, you know, little by little, you know, to bring us healing and freedom and that kind of thing. But the component that I know was definitely needed for me was the deliverance piece. And it wasn't, you know, the movie version of spinning heads and throwing up and all that kind of thing. The ministers that were involved in my ministry time, you know, just used the authority that the Lord had given them as well as instructing me that I had the same authority to cast out the demonic influences that were oppressing me. And we did that. And I... I can't say enough about how my life changed. And I know it was very much largely due to the, the deliverance piece that I did need. So, you know, if someone was were struggling to believe that that was a needed component in their lives, all I can say is try it. <laughs> well, well, Paul says in Ephesians, he says, don't let the sun go down on your anger in doing so, you've given territory to the enemy. Uh, you know, and, and some translations actually say a foothold. It, it's almost like, or you could even liken it to a, a beachhead, like the Normandy D-Day invasion. Like you've given this turf. So if Paul open would say yeah. you could give this open, like a foothold, like in you know in wrestling, you grab their foot, like you got them. You're yeah. gonna, it's, you're, it's gonna be a struggle a little bit, but you're gonna take them down if you've got their foot. Right. Um, if, if he says this can happen just from what, going to bed angry with someone, yeah. you imagine all the other stuff that we go oh, through yeah. life. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think yeah, probably maybe give people a heads up. The word that you see a lot of times in the New Testament isn't the word that you're possessed. It's it's the word demonized is really the word. It's more like you're harassed. Like there's just right. something that just keeps coming at you and you think well man i thought this was over and it, it keeps just coming and coming again and coming again and i think this is one of the beautiful things that you guys do with the issue focused prayer ministry is you don't just go after well if we're just envisioning it like a tree you don't just go after the fruit and go well, let's just pluck off all the bad fruit right you go well, why does this bad fruit keep coming back up right. okay so let's let's don't just pull off the bad apple off right. the tree right. let's go and say hey you know, it, there's, start? there's probably Where's, something yeah. to change the fruit. You got to change the root. So let's right. go back to the beginning and let's get it all taken care of. There's no shame in that. When the Lord shows you an issue, he's not showing you to shame you or showing you to belittle you. He's showing you because, hey, you're you're ready to he deal with this you, now. And he loves you. When he's you know, not showing. Yeah. You know, it's because he loves you that he's correcting you or revealing something to you. Right. You know. Well, so, if he highlights it to other people in a safe ministry setting, too. So he highlights this. You're a woman. You're in a chair. And he highlights something to you and to two ladies. And it's really an intimate thing to you that you may never have told anyone before. Right. He's highlighting it because they're there to help you heal it. Right. You know, if you're a man and it's something where you're carrying shame because something happened to you that makes you feel less manlike... He's highlighting it to those other men. He's highlighting it to you because he's saying it's it's time. You got some help in the room, trusted people. It's time to heal it. We move out right. into the light as we talked about before. James says you confess it to one another, not not so that you can be guilted, not so that you can. A lot of the stuff people aren't even guilty of. It's stuff that happened to them. He highlights it 
You confess it so that you can walk in healing, so you can experience everything Jesus has for you. What, what else do people need to know about? Well, so, this? you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, when they come from ministry, you know, coming from ministry itself is, is getting free, you know, in that session. But then there's a component of staying free and walking that, yeah. that freedom out that you've received. And that's an important part. You know, some of what we do during the ministry time, for example, when they've had a lie that they've lived their life based on in many respects, and the Lord gives them a, a new truth, is we want them to declare that truth out loud, you know, for the next 30 days to renew their mind. To verbalize really it. Verbalize it. You know, speak it into the atmosphere. Put, put the enemy on notice. This is what I'm believing now. Because the enemy, you know, he's like a roaring lion. He's going to come back and try and harass you in those very same areas that you just received. Yeah, he's freedom. not just going to go, oh. You had, good. you had a prayer ministry session. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I, yeah. You you need to convince him that you really mean business. What do you need to convince you too? Well that too. And remind right, yourself. Right. Go ahead. I interrupted you. That, but that's so true. So um so that's part of the homework that they should walk that out. Uh also find scriptures to support. That was one of my favorite parts of it. You know, yeah, I got a, a download of fresh truth. Uh, in the in the ungodly belief part, we encourage them not to quote a scripture because a lot of people know the word, but it's not heartfelt yet. We just want a fresh download. You know, what's the Lord saying today? A rhema word to you today. And then do find scriptures. That's his word for you that aligns with Personal, truth. absolutely. But we want you to back it up with scripture. Yeah. You know, get get some verses that really support that new truth that you got. So that's part of your homework to walk this, this healing and freedom out. Um, also to continue to do self-ministry and a soul, spirit, hurt part of the uh, ministry and, and deliverance. You know, just whatever the Lord brings up. You know, the whole idea is to walk it out. And so also there's some little audio clips that Restoring the Foundations has done an excellent job of that are about five minutes each that they receive uh, over the next 30 days to to just kind of reinforce all the healing and and to kind of keep them focused on on the steps and the process that they've gone through to, you know, solidify that healing. So this is not... I guess to be clear, you just come in and you sit through something and it's like scanning a barcode at the supermarket. You got a can, you scan it, boop, okay. It's it's more like, hey, okay, we scan it, but now we kind of walk this thing out. Absolutely. And you've got tools to walk it out. Right. So we're, we're kind of creating a new new way of Lifestyle. life. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a new, just Absolutely. in the same way you'd go to the gym, you know, you needed to lose weight, you'd go to the gym and then continue going every day and continue doing a little bit every day, a little bit every day, you would go to this prayer ministry session right. and then continue walking out a little bit every day, a little bit the next day, a little bit the next day, lifestyle. Right. And it's like so many things that people come to find uh, that are important to them, that mean a lot to them, then they choose to be trained, you know, to do the ministry. And I promise you, it's, you think it's amazing to go through the ministry yourself personally to receive the healing and, and freedom, but it's even more powerful to be on the other side, you know, and be involved in, in doing the ministry with someone as the minister. Um, so that's, you know, it's, you just keep being blessed watching other people be healed and set free. So that would kind of be, 
for a lot of people the next step they want to be trained to to do the ministry because it's been so impactful in their own lives like like me well, that's how you got yeah yeah so um as we close out tell people maybe two things the first one is if they think hey okay i, I got it now y'all talked about this two times i i really am interested in receiving issue-focused prayer ministry for myself. Mm-hmm. What's the process for that? And then let's talk really quickly about, hey, I've been through that. I'm interested in being equipped to do that. What does that process okay. look like? So, so the, if you want to receive it. Right. So the first thing is a lot of times we really like for people to come in for just some individual counseling, maybe a time or two prior to receiving the three-hour issue-focused ministry. It's not required. Uh, but it's probably a good idea. Um, we have a website, you know, that has all the information about scheduling a session and that kind of thing. There is a cost involved. It's it's not through the roof, but our school of ministry and our prayer ministry does have a fee involved. And counseling's free. Counseling's the, absolutely free. And I'll put you know, you, all that below. Yeah, and you 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 can choose to do the prayer ministry or not. If you come in for counseling, it's not no string know, attached. No, no, no string attached. Uh, we encourage it just because we know the healing freedom that someone will receive. But um, so that's you know it's all on our website, and if you provide the link that you know and they can contact me, or whatever. I'm more than willing to walk them through the process of all of that. I'm gonna give them um, your cell phone. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> well, you know what? It's on my website. So it's on the website and all that. So I'm I'm really a pretty open book when it comes to that. But anyway. Um, and then what was your second question? Second question is if you've been through this, what are the qualifications for somebody that, that says oh, to be trained? Yeah. Cause we've yeah. got all kinds of, you know, the right. 500 people have graduated right. school I'm, I'm ministry glad you brought and you got that people up. that would go, Hey, I right. want you know, right. what's the, I mean, I know that right now we're kind of in the season where some people are getting trained and that deadline has passed, right. but it's going to come back up again. Right. So but there are what are some the qualifications people yeah, need so yeah. they can be working that's, on this long term? That's a good point that you brought that up because, um, you don't just set anybody in the room. Exactly. So it, as we talked about in our first session, um, you do have to go through our part two of the school where you learn all the components about restoring the foundations and the four parts of the ministry and that kind of thing. So you have to have completed our part two of the school. A semester two of the four semester inner healing track. Correct. So Correct. you have to have been through inner healing part one. Liberty is part two. Right. Okay. So um, some people come back even after they've graduated. They've completed all four semesters, but you at least have to have gone through parts one and two. Okay. To come to an activation. So that means if you're sitting in the chair, the person in front of you that's serving you has been through a full year of class training here at Transformation Ministries. Correct. Correct. So just to give them a little bit of confidence, like this is just isn't anybody... This right. just like like you've they've learned it they're studied up okay so so training well it's through. it's not even just our school once they have been through part two then they also watch some online training okay directly through restoring the foundations um, it's six hours worth of video uh, training through them because really we are partnering with Restoring the Foundations, but they will be qualified as an issue-focused ministry through the inter- international ministry of Restoring the Foundations. So it's kind of somewhat independent of Transformation School of Ministry, even though we teach it all through our second yeah. semester. So 
So they, they've been through two semesters of school, that six-hour video course, and then you guys also have like an activation Correct. weekend or right. something. where there's Yes, they come on a Monday night for three hours from like six to nine, um, and I'm not going to go into all the details of that. And then they come for two full days where they minister to each other. They'll have a teammate that they will minister to, you know, and practice yeah. them doing the ministry. And then on the second day for our school, the way we do it, is we have students typically who are our receivers. And so the people who are going through training on the second day of the activation, the full day, they will minister to a student, which is a great way to, to accomplish that because one of the things you have to do prior to coming to activation is you have to receive your own issue-focused ministry. So with our students coming on the second day of activation to be receivers for these newly being trained people, they will have satisfied that part, you know, that needed step to have had their own issue-focused ministry, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, so it seems like there's four, roughly, approximately four requirements for people who want to lead and serve in this area. So they've got a through two semesters of school, right? watch the videos for Restoring the Foundation, right. sit through about 20 hours of training, right. and they have to have been through an issue-focused ministry. They have to experience what they're about to give exactly. to other people. Exactly. So that's the roadmap right there if you feel called. And there are a lot of people that serve in this area, so it's, it's a kind of a high bar, but oh, you yeah. need that because it's really a, a high calling that's really going to meet people at their most vulnerable. Right, right. <sighs> I got to take a breath after that. It's <laughs> a lot to it. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so, I mean, there's, so it's, people see there's so much to yeah. these. It's not just you walk in a room. I mean, and, and do it. I mean, there's a lot of training and preparation. Right. Well, and and I think the beautiful thing is, yeah, that's all the, you know, the nitty gritty of it. But where the real preparation comes in is when we receive that personal questionnaire and we pray, you know, separately and then together as a team to minister to that person. That's the that's the the icing on the cake. So all the training of the past mm-hmm. is now arsenal for in prayer intimately with the Holy Spirit for that one person exactly. in the chair. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. All the links are down in the show notes below for everything that you might want to know about any of this. Uh, I would encourage you to got questions, reach out to Patty if this is something where you want to serve reach out to Patty. If this is somewhere you just want to explore and learn a little bit more, links down there you can explore on the website. Look around. Of course, we're always here to take your questions. Anything you want to say before we shut it down? I'm like you. I'm trying to catch my breath after You're like out of breath. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but, I feel like I just ran no. a marathon. <laughs> no, but it's, it's an amazing part of the ministry. And I, I think, you know, the three things we do at our ministry just so interlock with the other uh, that I, I just hope more people will take advantage of it and will uh, choose to have an issue-focused ministry. That's it. Let me wrap it up. Those are the three things right there. The individual and family counseling, especially for people in crisis. Number two is the school of ministry where you're going to get equipped to serve in ministry or in the marketplace. That's to equip you to go back to your church. Transformation Ministries is not a church. So individual and family counseling, school of ministry. And then the third that we've been talking about here, two episodes with Patty Grace, who oversees this, is the issue-focused prayer ministry. Okay, all the information you need is below. Thank you for joining us. 
as always, we sign off like Rock would want us to sign off every single time. You're not designed to do this alone. Come join the tribe.